Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. It is. And you've got the dynamic duo back in the studio today. Hello, Jessica. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Back from New York with her big award. Which yeah. I know we'll talk about on today's show, 6 o'clock club, we'll start with you, 410-583-1065. If you're brand new to this, this is what we call the 6 o'clock club. This is anybody that's awake in Maryland first thing in the morning. And the only cost of admission is you texting us just to say good morning. And on Thursdays, we try to get somebody brand new that's never texted before. This can be your first time listening to this radio station, or you may have been listening for years and has never texted us. I'll give you the number, 410 583 1065. Jess, who's up? Veronica is here. Our Greek goddess Diana from Annapolis. Good morning. John, the Annapolis locator, is here. Happy one more sleep day from our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber. Absolutely. Jess R. from Westminster is here. Handy Andy checking in from Columbia. Capital John from Middle River. We have our neighbors, Magic Mike, Christine, Beautiful Beverly, BTSZ, Lou and Glenn Bernie checking in. Good morning to Jake from Westminster, Drew from Precise Performance, Kathy in Parkville, Melissa P. and Glenn Bernie, Anthony from Catonsville, Lisa and Carol of Princess, and happy Thursday. 410-583-1065. And it's true. We do need to start today's show with one more sleep. This week has been weird. I know for you especially it has to be weird because, like, you were like, you were here for one day. Yeah. And then you were in New York for two days. And now you're here and you still have two more days of work, which kind of feels weird to have, like, a midweek a midweek work trip. It's very, very bizarre. Because it wasn't like really a vacation, but it wasn't like strictly work. So I think we all could use a, a good one more sleep right now. So let's just get into it. One more sleep. One, one more sleep. sleep. One, one more sleep. sleep. One more sleep. sleep. Yay. Yay. Now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top three <laughs> with Jess. Wait. Oh, here you go. Number three. Happy Pride. Pride Month is celebrated each year in June to honor the LGBTQIA plus community in all aspects of their identity and to recognize the impact that they've had on our history. And as part of Pride Week in Baltimore, Merrick Clubs downtown on Center Street will host Grits and Grind from 6.15 to 7.15 p.m. That's going to include 30 minutes of grit strength and then 30 minutes of Zumba. It sounds like a lot of fun. Non-members are also welcome to join with the purchase of a Pride tank top or just $10 donation and you can uh, get more info at marriageclubs.com. I'm really hoping to have good weather this weekend too. 
for Pride. Oh, I, yeah. As I'm looking at the forecast, I'm like... But by the way, rain or shine, yeah. all Pride activities will be going off this weekend. Gotta show up. Number two. To kick off the official start of summer, Panera has just released a new line of soup, salad, and sandwich-themed bathing suits inspired by their <laughs> menu. Their swim soups, not swim soup, but swim soups. You Pick 2 collection obviously takes inspira- uh, inspo from their menu's combo deal. And you get to mix and match uh, from their designs that include broccoli cheddar soup, strawberry poppy seed salad, chipotle chicken avo sandwich, and more. And if you don't remember, this collection follows their soup-themed line that they originally released in 2021. And this new limited edition line just came out yesterday. And you can go check those out at thepanerashop.com. My favorite is the... A strawberry poppy seed salad one piece. It's very, very cute. But like, who? Who? Me. I want the strawberry poppy seed You always salad. say me, but you never once. We talk about all this weird food stuff. We talk about all these clothing options. And never once have you ever bought any of these things you say it's me. Well, according, I mean, according to how my bank account works, <laughs> um, I would definitely purchase every single thing that I want. But as far as like my wish list... The strawberry poppy seed salad one piece is on it. And it goes for how much? For a bathing suit? I don't, I don't it, know. It, it doesn't say it on there you how much it is? You can find out all the info at PaneraShop.com. It doesn't say on there? Uh, I can, want me to click on the website right That's now? and the top of your the, In the middle of the thingy? Not Number one. The drama surrounding Kevin Costner's divorce is getting messy. Newly filed legal documents have revealed that the actor's estranged wife, Christine Baumgartner, wants Costner to pay $248,000 per month in child support for their three children, who are 13, 14, and 16. However, in these court documents, Christine actually says that this is less than what she needs to, quote, maintain the children in their accustomed lifestyle. This is also in addition to recent claims from Costner that he that his wife has racked up debt since their separation. She also wants him to pay 100% of the children's private school tuition, extracurricular activities, sports, and health care expenses. There's no mention of spousal support in Christine's filings. But the court documents filed by Costner's attorneys say that he has already paid Christine $1 million as stipulated in their prenup. I'm trying to figure that out. So it's 250 ish thousand dollars times 12 so she's asking for three million dollars basically a year for child support now i have a hard time with this and those that are divorced obviously you can chime in better on this but like it it doesn't take three million dollars to raise a kid right but if they're accustomed accustomed to that lifestyle but like you know, yeah. I, this is why I always gets, struggle with it, it, it right? It gets messy. I don't think those kids would starve even if they had $1 million a year. I think they have a very nice, cushy life with $1 million a year. Um, so that's why I have a hard time where it's like, yeah, they're accustomed to that. But, like, is it necessary for them to get $3 million a year? Is this mom trying to stick it to them and saying, oh, well, you know, you screwed me over. So now you're paying $3 million a year. Who knows, though? I mean, there's so many sides to this. Like, is she... Is this coming from a vindictive place, or do we not know what happened and how the divorce went down and how involved has he been in, you know, like, was he just gone all the time and here she is raising three kids by herself? It's like there's so many ways to look at it, but they're just getting started, so we'll keep you guys updated. This is Jess, and that was your top three. So I need to know if I should feel guilty about something that happened in New York. Tell us. I, uh, Garage Boy and I were eating at Little Italy at this restaurant called Danico, and we had like a really nice dinner and then our server comes over 
And he le- at first, when we, when we asked for the check, he goes to leave and then comes back and he was like, didn't you guys pay it already? And we were like, no. Mm. So obviously already you're like, uh-oh, so something's about mm. to go down, like something happened. And then he basically said that the couple next to us, he had switched the checks. And so the couple next to us ended up paying our bill and their bill is still open. So he was like, can you guys just pay that one? And we were like, uh, and he was like, it's cheaper. So they just paid your bill. And I'm like, wait, so they didn't even check their receipt. They didn't even look at the check. They just put their card down and like, that was it. So apparently rich people stuff. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't even look at it. So they paid for our bill. Wait, and he still asked. So he said, I screwed this up. Yeah. Was it like, do me a solid so I don't get in trouble? (laughs) Pretty much. Like, can you do me a solid so I don't have to open a completely new check? Void this one. I think he was new as well because I overheard someone walking around who looked important that like saying like, is he taking care of you? He's like new, whatever. So it was just kind of like, hey, man, can you just pay this bill so everything's cool? And by the way, it's like 30 bucks cheaper than yours. (laughs) We were like, okay, all right, buddy. And so we ended up paying it. And then, because, I I mean, there was no way to, like, run after them. They were gone and everything. And also, he gave us complimentary donuts even before we knew that. And the couple next to us, I remember them, like, looking like, what the heck? Like, why don't we get donuts? So they didn't get donuts. (laughs) They ended up paying 30 bucks more for a meal that wasn't even theirs. And then, yeah. (laughs) Whose fault is that? Like, should Jess feel guilty for that? If the restaurant screwed it up, does Jess still feel guilty if if they basically took her check to somebody else. Yeah. And you paid their bill, but still their bill was $30. Now, let's put this, I guess... $30 cheaper. Let's turn this in reverse. I mean, how would you feel if you went to dinner, you paid somebody else's bill, and you knew you paid $30 more than you had to? Wouldn't you be kind of pissed? But they don't know. <laughs> so, like, should I feel guilty or okay. was All this right. God's plan? Okay. So, also, is it the other person, the other table's fault because they didn't check the bill. You know what I'm saying? That's a really good point. They didn't even check. They didn't even look. I can't tell you. I mean, honestly, I would say probably 50% of the time, I'll just throw my credit card down, not even look at the bill. Really? I mean, probably 50% of the time because I expect it. I would say every time that I've looked at it. You're trusting them that everything on there is fine. And any time that it's been wrong, it's been like, oh, I ordered a side of fries and you didn't bring them out. So that's that's $1.99 that I should be credited back. You know, I've never had it to where it's been the absolute. Like a completely wrong wrong bill. bill. So, I mean. Should you feel guilty for that? Do you feel guilty for that? Or are you just like, well, oh, well. Mm. Knowing that somebody else basically paid your tab and paid $30 more. So at first I felt guilty, but then I felt like the karma, the the good karma came back around because we also were doing the server a solid because he didn't want to get in trouble. So we were like, you know what, man? It's cool. We got it. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. You don't got to talk to your manager. We'll take that $30 discount. We got it. And everything's going to be good. I mean, who's, whose responsibility is that, honestly? You want to text in this morning, 410-583-1065. If, you, if somebody else pays your bill at a restaurant, should you feel guilty? Or is it like their responsibility to kind of look at the tab before to make sure that it's like, you know, actually their tab. Did you know that the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney edition of it, 
actually get a PG rating, and Disney was so mad about this, but what they had to do to get it to go to a G rating what? is so weird. And I'll break this down for you today in our Throwback Thursday segment. You seem you seem shocked. Because it, it was, was kind of raunchy, honestly. No, not even raunchy. It's just, like, intense, and it deals with, like, very traumatic events. So the fact that, like, they were mad that it got a PG, I'm very shocked right now. Just wait. They had to make one, I would say, simple change. But what they had to change was, was kind of like, I don't know, kind of dirty. Uh, let's start today. Oh, by the way, we just looked back at the number one songs in Maryland from previous years. Very reminiscent, and they'll take you to that moment in pop culture history. Today, back in 2014, the number one song in Maryland, Iggy Azalea and Fancy. Has such a hard persona, but every time we talk to her, she's so sweet. Could not be a nicer human being. And fun to see perform. And I'm like, which one are you? Are you like the hard rapper or are you like the sweet girl? I'm not sure. All right, 2007 today in Maryland, the number one song was Rihanna and Umbrella. And it was all downhill after that. Oh, my gosh. Now she's taking over the world. Just released a new mascara with Fenty. Totally want it. Jess and I fight all the time because I say, like, this was was the peak of Rihanna. Like, this stuff now is good, but... Oh, my God. This was like it's the, the disrespect pinnacle. for me. <laughs> the disrespect. They never had a song quite like this. Okay. 1994. If you were living in the state of Maryland, you were probably listening to this song on Mix 106.5. Offer one, and I swear. grocery store the other day. Yeah. I'm just like, turn it up. You know what I mean? Turn it up. I call this like a skating rink song. Yeah. You know, like you go to the skating rink and parents would drop you off with that one girl or guy and you're like, I hope I get the slow skate with them. So cute. Always this one. Yeah, so The Hunchback of Notre Dame came out this week back in 1996 and I started, I started doing some research into this and I didn't realize, so I don't know that I've actually seen the movie, to be honest with you. You haven't? I, I think I have, but it was probably in 1996. I don't remember much about it at all. It's really good. Is it dark? Yes. So the fact that they were, they had, you know, their little pants in a bunch about a PG, I'm honestly surprised because it's trauma, loss, heartbreak. <laughs> Like abuse, mentally, physical, physically. It does seem like bullying nowadays. It, From no, what I remember, it's like, oh, that guy looks different. We're going to hate on him. It like, was just so, I mean, he was like literally kidnapped and captured in the attic and he wasn't allowed to leave. Like so what? They, you know, the people that give movies ratings watch this film and they gave it PG and Disney's like, listen, we really want to make this a G movie. What do we need to do to make this G? And they Take came, out half of it, literally. <laughs> Take out half of it. They came back with one request. They had to lower the volume of Frollo, who I guess is the, the bad guy uh-huh. in the movie. They had to lower the volume of him sniffing Esmeralda's hair. They said it's, he too, is so it's, creepy. Too, it's too grotesque. No, but like he's creepy the entire time. So they said, all right. So that's it. They're like, you can leave it in, but just lower the sound. If you'll if you'll just take the sound down on it, it won't seem as creepy. And then we'll give you a G rating. Amazing so they did film, it. By the way, but like disgusting. He's disgusting. So I'll tell you another piece of drama with this is that the family that actually wrote the Hunchback of Notre Dame, because it's, it's an actual story, you know, yeah. it wasn't a Disney thing. 
got really mad because they said they didn't give any credit to his name was Hugo. Sorry, I think his last name was Hugo. Um, they gave no mention to Victor Hugo's name at all in any of it. Like, no mention of him. And they wanted him to be like, Victor Hugo presents oh. Hunchback of Notre Dame. So after they put this movie out and there's no mention of him, yeah. family gets pissed. Sues Disney over it. Says he deserves more credit in the movie. Did they win? I don't think that they won that one. Oh. Because the movie, I mean, the story is so old. After a while, you know, it goes into like free domain. But like, anyway, a little drama. So and, much drama. And now, the Gracie for outstanding co-hosts, music DJ personality, media market goes to Jessica Dutra from Odyssey's Premier Jess. And I almost peed myself. <laughs> you guys are listening to a award-winning young lady today on Mix 106.5. Hello, friends. Hello. It's me, Gracie Award-winning Jessica Dutra, uh, who literally almost peed her pants, also went pee three times before, like the nervous pees. And I calculated. I was like, okay, I'm group six, so I have I should pee at this time and then this time and then probably in the middle of group four. I got the nervous peas. It was it was a crazy, crazy experience. It was the fanciest thing I've ever been to. I went to the Gracie Awards in New York City at this like snazzy hotel and like if you've ever seen Princess Diaries, like literally when Anne Hathaway like sits down at the table and then like she hits the spoon and then the ice cream goes against the floor and like hits the guy and everything goes. That's how I felt because I didn't know like which fork was for what. There was like seven forks on the table. We're not good at fancy stuff on this show. I mean, it was yeah. literally the most the fanciest thing I've well, ever ever experienced. Let's take a step back really quick in case you don't know. Jess was a 2023 recipient of a Gracie Award, and if you don't know what a Gracie Award is, to sum it up, basically it's like excellence in broadcasting and it's like the Oscar for women in media. There you go. Like, across all platforms. It's really, really cool. Very special to be a part of. So yesterday was the big ceremony. You went up to New York. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have gone because I'm sure you had to have been a nervous wreck. Jess gets, gets all... I mean, and this won't shock you, but Jess is just kind of a high-energy kind of person. I think I was just so excited. And it's very... I mean, like, think of, like, the most serious work thing you've ever been to. Yeah. And, like, it's hard. Like, I don't, I didn't know anyone at my table. It's just me and Garage Boy. Garage Boy gets, like, supportive spouse award of the of the year. That guy. <laughs> He's literally. like, what is, what is any of this? I don't know any of this stuff. You know? How uh, did it feel? Because I'm sure you had to have been one of the youngest recipients of this award, right? I think so. The youngest was a seven-year-old. She won a Gracie. Which, did, she, did she look at you like, oh, what took you so long? No, she was like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, what am I doing? Like, she was just like, what? Like. Wait, what did the seven-year-old win for? She created a show where she, like, acts out different episodes, and it's for kids who are bored in the car. Wow, And okay. she, she was like, and that's that's the thing. Like, it, that, it is, like, the sickest thing to be in a room full of women from all over, of different ages, who look so different and who are there for very, very different reasons, but are all doing amazing things and trying just to make a difference for people. So... You know, obviously, we've been we've been talking about this for a while because you actually won a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Now that you have the award in your hand, like it's it's like for real, for real. Like, what does this award mean to you? Um, it means that truly anything is possible, and I feel like something I've always struggled with is confidence in places I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, no one in my family is in radio. No one in my family is in entertainment. I don't have like any in anywhere. I don't have any like connects. Sure. And so like 
coming up and going and like being in places it always just felt very odd and again like yeah fanciest thing I've ever been to but like I don't I've never been exposed to that kind of life and it can be very very uncomfortable and I feel like oftentimes something I've struggled with is when I am put in those situations I tend to become very small and feel like I'm not supposed to be there and I had a conversation with someone at the award ceremony and I was just like it's still really hard for me to believe that I'm here And he was like, but you deserve to be here. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I feel like all of us hold ourselves back from trying things because we feel like we don't deserve to be in there. And I feel like as far as for women, we're always told and made to feel like you don't deserve to be in here Mm -hmm. and like you don't deserve to get paid and you don't deserve to be seen or, or you're in here just because you are the female. And every single person that was in there was there because they're special in their own way and that was my thing and I kept trying to be like so like what am I doing here yeah. like what it, imposter like, syndrome kind of thing right exactly like, this, is what, this is what like real broadcasters get not exactly. me yeah. but like when I'm seeing all these different people win different awards for all the different things that they do that's what's so special and I feel like you have to believe in your own unique uniqueness and more than anything if there's ever a room that you feel like you're not meant to be in those are the rooms that need you the most because you need to be seen and you need to make people feel, especially people that look like you, and maybe you're, you feel like you're the only one in the room that looks like you. That's the room you have to be in to make other people feel like they can try to. So if there's anything I can share is that please go try something different because some somebody needs to see you do it to inspire them to try on their own. Well, you worked your ass off to get here, too. Let's not, like, discount that, you know. Thank and you. I'm incredibly proud of you. The fact that, like, even just coming here taking a chance coming to Maryland and starting a whole new show and like where will this lead and then you know two years later thank you so much for all the support it meant the world so thank you to every single person that I reached out to call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's play our game called Name That Big O. This is on honor of the Orioles, and this week's going to be a little bit different since it's Pride this weekend. This is going to be the Pride edition of Name That Big O. 
Here's how this works. Is I'm going to give you a description mm-hmm. of famous celebrities who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay. Every single one of their names has a big O in it. Yes. And you just got to tell me who the celebrity is. Sounds easy, doesn't? I'll tell you, this is probably one of our hardest rounds. Number one, Jess, she is famous for being on two talk shows. One of them she's named after. What? Name that big O. Are you serious? The, the Pride Edition. She is she is known, she is famous for being on two talk shows. One which was named after her. A talk show is named after her? Yeah. It's like it's like the uh, 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 show. Talk the, show. The, uh, uh, uh. Literally, is everyone else like, what the hell? What kind of clue no, is that? As everybody I, else I, I literally like, what kind of clue is that? Uh, that's the easiest one we got. Are you serious? There's you got nothing. Two is talk she, shows. Is she still on the air? Is, I think she or is, is the show has the show ended. Her show is canceled. But I'm pretty sure she's still on. I, I don't know 100% sure. Because it can't, it can't, is, I. Ugh. All right, we're going to skip it. Know. Get ready to call in with that answer if anybody's got it. I thought that was a pretty damn easy clue. All right, question number two and name that big O. And this is the Pride Edition. He is best known for his song, Thinking About You. He is best known for his song, Thinking About You. Also, was supposed to headline Coachella this year. That is Frank Ocean. That hey. is correct. All right, you're one for two. Easy, easy. It's a touchy subject. Touchy subject. All right, famous person number three. All these answers, by the way, have a big O somewhere in their name. He is best known as the child of the pop duo who sang I Got You, Babe, and the beat goes on. Oh. Uh, He is best known as the child of the pop duo who sang I Got You, Babe, and the beat goes on. Part of the LGBTQIA plus community for Pride this week. Share son, right? Share son? Uh, I don't know. I don't know his name. <laughs> Share son. Can we take Share son? That does not, five. does not have a have an O in there. Hmm. You're one for three. Okay. Get ready to call in with that one too. Please. Oh, this is going to be hard because I don't have the clip. I hope you know what I'm talking about. Probably don't. Go on. This artist is known for the sensual song, Talking Bodies. I'll sing it for you. Because oh. if we're talking bodies. No, I, it's, I got it. I got it. Uh, Part of the LGBTQ. No, 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 Actually, no. she's bi if you want to get specific on this. I know. That is who, Jessica? Name? I know her name. Oh, oh, I know who it Nobody is. text in. Do not text in. I know who this is. Dang it. Give it a shot. She made an appearance at Coachella. Has a big O somewhere in her name. She literally was just performing. She took off her top. The crowd went crazy. It was amazing. What is her Three seconds. No, I know who it is. <laughs> Gracie Award winner. I know who it is. You're going to reject your award. All right, last one. I'll play the clip of it. Uh, this artist had the smash hit called Damn, I Was Your Lover. Also, As I Lay Me, she was very popular. I think it was the late 90s. Okay. Um, I don't know if you were born yet. Gonna let everyone in on a secret. Never heard this song in my life. Never once you've heard this song. Never. We have such the weirdest generational gap. Exactly. Can someone please help with this game? We need someone to help the Gracie Award winner with this, this uh, with these answers. Really hard round of name that big O. We have given the Orioles their very own game, mm-hmm. which is based after them. Meaning that every single one of these people have a big O somewhere in their name. Jess only got one out of four. Yes. We need somebody to help us out with this. Let's uh, mix. Good morning. Who's this? 
This is Chris. Chris, help us out with this. She is famously known for uh, two talk shows, one which she was named after. Name that big O. Come on, it's Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, wow. Like, come can on. I, can I just say again, uh, just speaking on our on our age gap, I never watched the Rosie O'Donnell show. Never. Ever. I've never I've never seen it. But she was on The View. I don't think she's on there anymore, but I know no. she was on there for a couple of seasons. Right, right, right. She okay. used to be on The View, yeah. Chris, let's keep Thank going. Thank you. Thank you for that, Chris. Oh, the one, so I'll try. He is best known as the child of the pop duo who sang I Got You, Babe, and the beat goes on. She said it was some... It's Cher's son. It's Cher's son, yes. yes. I just cannot think of his Chaz name. Bono. Chaz Bono yes. is exactly who we're looking for. Bono, yes, that's absolutely correct. Oh my gosh, Chris, you're on fire. Chris, you're killing it, man. Give me this last one. This artist had a smash hit. Damn, I wish I was your lover. And as I lay me... Um, I'm going to guess that's the Sophie B. Hawkins. Yeah! Whoa. Literally? So... Never heard Phoebe that song Hawkins. before in my life. Chris, you pretty much just saved this round. Wait, Thank you, sir. But you didn't get the Talking Bodies one either, did you? I forgot. Oh, I, and yeah, 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 because I... Oh, Toblo! It's Toblo! Okay, Toblo. That's, that's right. There it is. Chris, I knew that one. you have saved this segment. We are in, in, in deep appreciation Thank for you, you today for being able uh-huh. to do this. You know I hate these games. Uh, at, at the end of this segment, we always like to give the O's their props because, you know, they're the ones that this game is, is named after. Can we just get a Let's Go O's from you? Let's go O's. And also, I wanted to say, even though her application for her award didn't have this in there, I think she does pretty good. Okay, Thank Jess. You, that's, that's some love. That's not, not the greatest at trivia, but a big heart, right? Thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, Name That Big O, the Pride Edition. Now. Now. Charm City Live, a free family-friendly festival, is returning to Baltimore in September. The festival is back for the second year. We'll have Kid Zone, local vendors, food trucks, and live performances and more. And Charm City Live will be held from noon to 8 p.m. on September 26th at Baltimore's War Memorial Plaza. And Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott and other city leaders will actually be announcing more plans later today for the event. Number two. Amazon's Prime Day is coming up on July 11th and 12th, and Target is going head-to-head with the online retail giant by announcing yesterday that their Target Circle Week event will run from July 9th through July 15th this year. The event is open to members of the chain's Target Circle Loyalty Program, which is free to join. And uh, Target says that members of the program will get discounts up to 50% off certain items during the event. So get ready for the savings. Has anybody ever got anything good off that? We talk about it every year, and I'm like, listen, I love a good deal. Nothing I love more than a good deal, right? But every time they do one of these, I'm always going through, and it's like, do you want a iPhone cable? It's it's 50% off. It's typically, you know, $39. Now it's $20. i am like, I still don't want to pay that. I just, I've never been lucky on those days, but... Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to still be obsessed with it no matter what. Totally. Number one. For the first time, Kelly Clarkson is giving fans a deeper look into her divorce with uh, from Brandon Blackstock while promoting her new album, Chemistry. Clarkson opened up about attending marriage counseling and knowing in her head that it was not going to help the situation. And in the recent interview, she also shared how helpful therapy has been with her divorce. Take a listen. Honestly, you can call it hippy-dippy, L.A., whatever you want to call it, because I'm from the South and people don't generally go to therapy. They didn't when I lived there. And so you can call it whatever you want, but it's very helpful to have a trained professional that knows how to kind of navigate you through rough seas. 
Clarkson, who shares two kids with her ex, filed for divorce in 2020 during the pandemic, and everything was finalized two years later. But if you didn't know, she's also involved in an ongoing legal battle with Blackstock's father, Narvel Blackstock, who sued his client, then daughter-in-law, for unpaid commissions to his management company. She has countersued, and the proceedings are expected to wrap up in the fall. I don't know how people go through divorce and don't go to therapy. Mm. Like, therapy was like my saving grace during my divorce. Like, if you went through that cold turkey, like, with no type of expertise. I mean. I don't know. First, I don't know why you would. And I also feel like, and if you did, there's, it's never too late just to go and see and unpack anything that needs to be talked about. I feel like you'd have to, right? To, like get through all the craziness that comes with divorce. That's cool that she's talking about it. Yeah, this is Jess, and that was your top three. Do you feel a little crazy doing it? It's about to go down. Perfect. We want to know everything. Dish. Oh, oh. It's Talk Me Out of It, please. With Kramer and Jess. Mix 106.5. Uh, anonymous, I got you on the voice disguiser this morning, so what is, uh, what's this crazy idea going through your head? Well, my neighbor isn't doing anything about it, so I think I'm going to have to neuter his dog you said neuter his dog Wait, what yeah uh, w- what why why <laughs> well uh i have two female dogs mm-hmm. i can't get them spayed but my neighbor um he just got a new puppy a couple months ago you know it's about eight months old but i guess he can tell my dogs are in heat Mm-hmm. And he can't stop coming over to our yard. And I don't even know how he gets in because we have a fence. Um, but he's definitely trying to get at my dogs. And I can't have them get pregnant. I've gone over there. I've talked to him. And, you know, he, like, brushes it off. He's, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done when I can. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done anything. And me and my wife are, like, we don't know what to do. And now uh, the only thing we can think of is, like, my brother's a vet. So I'm pretty sure I can convince him to do it. Tell him, you know, I found a stray in our neighborhood and think he'll do it. You know, without my neighbor knowing and then just letting him go back in once he's out of the anesthesia and stuff. Wait, is there anything else you can possibly do before basically stealing this man's dog? Because I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about the law, but I kind of feel like this could possibly possibly be against the law. And maybe you guys can just like sit down and tell him your concerns. Like, is there anything else you could do? So I've called the dog services, but they don't come pick up live pets. They'll only come pick up dead pets. So like I'm stuck in this limbo spot where he's not doing anything. The authorities can't do anything legally because there's nothing really illegal happening. Right. Um, Okay. I mean, do you feel like you've exhausted all the options to, like, actually talking to your neighbor? It's been months. Like, three times. It's been going on a couple times. I've sent a certified letter, which he had to sign for, so I know he got it. It, He's just avoiding the issue. I don't know if he doesn't have time, if he doesn't have money, if he doesn't care. Mm. I don't know, but it's affecting me, and, and I need to do something about it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, 410-583-1065. So if you've never been here for Talk Me Out of It before, here's how this works is that, you know, we need you to call in now. Anonymous is saying, basically, I, I've almost exhausted every other option, unless somebody else has something else, uh, that my neighbor's dog keeps coming into my yard. When my female dogs go into heat, I, I, I am scared that he is going to impregnate them. And so my solution is I'm just going to go go neuter my, my neighbor's dog and not ask permission to to do that 
and then I guess just bring him back and say, hey, I neutered your dog. Is that, Am I right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. All right. Uh, 410-583-1065. Jess? I think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> one, how are you going to be able to steal? Okay, one, you're stealing his dog. Two, you think he's just not going to notice that his dog is just gone for who knows how long it's going to take for your brother to perform the procedure? And what your dog, what the dog's going to look like after the procedure is done? Like, I just feel like there's so many ways this can go wrong, and I think this is a terrible idea. I'm thinking of this as like a overall arching theme here because like pet population is out of control right we have so many i mean i work i work closely with barks and they you know they get a ton of dogs every, every week we're over here trying to get dogs you know rescued and there there is an overpopulation of dogs if your dogs were to get pregnant you're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to keep them right uh, not only would I not be able to keep them, I don't have time. Okay. I just don't know what else to do. Now. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't disagree with this of like, we don't need any more pets that are, that can't have homes. So like for that point, I totally get it. And your neighbor did confirm he was going to get him neutered anyway. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. Okay. I don't see why not. Now, if someone did it to my pet, I'd be upset. But if I already said I was going to do it then I don't see why this would be a huge deal. Uh, 410-583-1065. Anonymous wants to have his neighbor's pet neutered without giving him a heads up. Do we tell him to go for that or do we talk him out of it? Hey, Melanie from Port Deposit, good morning. Good morning. You know, he wants to neuter his neighbor's dog without even, like, consulting him. Do we tell him to go for it or talk him out of it? I talk him out of it. You actually have a pretty good point that I don't think any of us, Jess and I didn't even even mention a couple seconds ago. What's that? Yeah, I was just bringing up the legal ramifications. I mean, I don't know what kind of dog this is, um, but they could stud this dog out um, to other people and, you know, possibly make thousands of dollars. So if you're taking this away from somebody, especially without their permission, I'm sure they could sue you for, like, tons of future money that you have now taken away from them earning. Oh, so if they had a plan to basically breed is what you're saying? Yeah, they could be planning to breed. I mean, that's, there's thousands of dollars Okay, in that. so you're saying that that could be like some type of like, hey, like you interfere with that process, now you owe me money? Oh, wow. Yeah, because he's not going to be able to do it anymore. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, I also that wonder, you know, why doesn't he just get his own dog fixed? Um, I, that was kind of confusing to me. Yeah, I don't think... Um, I, that he wouldn't have to worry about it? Yeah, let me, I, let we me didn't ask. That. Yeah, we need to find that out because I was thinking the same thing. Thank you for calling us. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. 410-583-1065. Hey, Brittany from Harvard County. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Uh, so, do we... Do we he wants to neuter his, his neighbor's dog without telling him. Do we tell him to go for that or do we talk him out of it? No, I think he should totally go for it. Totally go for it. This actually happened to one of my family members mm-hmm. where um, that dog couldn't get, had some condition that, you know, it couldn't get neutered as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and one of their neighbor's dogs kept getting in the yard too. Mm-hmm. And so um, they actually took it to the shelter because they knew upon arrival they would neuter the dog. Mm-hmm. So they did that. <laughs> and then uh, the neighbor was freaking out, you know, pu- putting up flyers and, you know, asking everybody, I can't find my dog yeah. and all of this stuff. And then um, my family member said, oh, my God, we we found your dog on the website for the shelter. <sighs> and you guys should go back and adopt it, readopt it. So uh, they went back and they readopted the dog and it was neutered <laughs> from what? the shelter. 
and um, nobody knew the difference. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> and does that, okay, just you you in your heart, though, does that feel bad to, like, neuter somebody else's dog, honestly? Not really, because, honestly, what's the difference? <laughs> like, it didn't hurt the dog, and it helped uh, the people who weren't going to have litters of puppies that were going to get, you know, Okay. You know, put into put into shelters. So you you see it kind of as like your your civic duty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, listen. Hey, we we appreciate you calling. Thanks. Good morning. Hey, uh, this is the craziest idea I've heard in two years of watching your all's uh, listening to your all's program. This it's <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. definitely extreme. So like, what do you what's your take on this whole thing? It's theft or dog napping at the very least. Mm. You can't just take somebody else's property and go have an irreversible procedure done on it just because you can't afford to get your animal spayed or whatever. He should get his dog spayed. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to somebody, like, legality-wise, what are we dealing with here? Is this theft at this point? Is this, like, destruction of property? I don't even know, like, when it comes to dogs. Or would he get out of it if the dog goes onto his property that's true like i don't know enough to really give any kind of legal stuff here but like right. it sounds as much as i understand I and mean, listen i get it we don't we don't need more dogs on this planet honestly like we have so many dogs in shelters in these homes that like, y'all know this is like a super sensitive topic to me so like i i understand from that point of view i think we do need to spay and neuter our dogs if we're not planning on breeding them i got it yeah right like for sure yeah but it's but it's not his choice to make right on his neighbor's dog even though it ventures over onto his property you know why why can't he get his own animal spayed if, if that's the concern he has mm-hmm. okay all not, right not his I, right to take this other guy's property and do that to it i get it thank you for calling us 410-583-1065 hey megan from baltimore good morning Good morning. You know, he wants to, to neuter his, his neighbor's dog without letting him know. Do we tell him to go for it or talk him out of it? Absolutely talk him out of it. So this this segment has me, like, so fired up on behalf of the dog, like, both dogs, because it's an animal owner responsibility issue that you don't know if there's health concerns for either dog. If for whatever reason he can't have his dog safe. Maybe there's a reason that they can't have their dog neutered. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a I have a dog who's a show dog, and yeah. so we show him in confirmation, and they're not allowed to be neutered. Oh. So, but I also like am a responsible dog owner. That there are other dogs that are female dogs in the neighborhood that are in heat, and like we kind of have an understanding of there's county ordinances where you're not really supposed to have your dog in heat out and about spreading their scent. Like right. you just have to kind of be good neighbors about it. And there's also other health things, like depending on the breed of a dog, if it's a large breed dog, you're not supposed to neuter them until they're 18 months to two years old anyway, because their growth plates haven't closed yet. Okay. If you do that prematurely, they can have so many like negative health effects later in the future with hip dysplasia and like all these other issues. So, and I also just think it's like, would you like grab somebody's child and like take them to the doctor and have a procedure without them knowing? Like, wow. no, absolutely not. That's a good point. It's, okay. It's someone's like, you know, baby. And yeah. like, I just can't believe that anyone's even like considering taking them to the shelter unknowingly or whatever yeah. like, these people are talking about. It's just insane to me. Like, I would just be absolutely mortified if anything like that ever happened to my dog. And so angry and absolutely going after, like, legal action and all that kind of stuff. Thank you for calling us today. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Megan. Thank you.
uh, anonymous. Yeah. So you you've heard everybody. I mean, does it change your mind at all? I mean, I understand that it's not my dog. Yeah. Um, I understand I could probably get my dog spayed, but they have a medical condition that they can't do it. Okay. So, I mean, like, it's either my dog's life or this dog's. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I, I think I'm going to go do it. Well, okay, so here's, you know, obviously, this has just been, you know, 20 minutes of a radio segment. You, you've yeah. got, you've got some feedback now, hopefully to go, like, sit, you know, I, I know you, your wife's involved with this, too. Why don't you guys just think about it? Because I do think there's a lot of angles here that aren't great if you do it that we've brought up today. So, like, maybe think about it. You know, I don't know if you've, if you've listened to this segment before, but what we do typically is we check in with people to find out kind of what they decided to do with this. So, if you're cool, uh, after you guys, like, get a chance to think about it, can you can you give us a call back on Monday and we usually do an update on around 8.20 on Monday morning. Now, obviously, I don't have your name or your phone number or anything, so we kind of rely on yeah. you to call us back. But would you be down with that for, for Monday morning about 8.20? Yeah, I'll call you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 